What a day, Lina Kugel's Barrel Yard is where we take you to. Broadcasting here until 5.30, we pave way to Bucks basketball. Greg Matzik, Sandy Max, Bob Brainerd, and Hall of Famer Raleigh Fingers joining us at the table. Welcome back to Milwaukee, Raleigh. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, you just commented on how the grass looks so nice here at American <laughs> Family Field. At, at County Stadium in March, you were oh, just looking God, to play. Yeah, we had snow on the sideline when we opened up here a couple times. <laughs> it was cold. Challenging conditions, no uh, doubt. Uh, yeah, baseball's changed a little bit. It's a great place that we have here, too. And oh, this is nice. All the stuff you can do at this stadium right now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah they didn't have anything like this one when, when I was playing. You're lucky to get a brat in the bullpen sometimes. <laughs> Raleigh, it's not, it's not your first time being back in Milwaukee. In fact, we see you a lot. You know, you're here for golf charity events. You're here, uh, you know, here for baseball events. You really, when you came to Milwaukee and became a Milwaukee Brewer and put that jersey on, which he's wearing a Brewer jersey, yes, Raleigh Fingers jersey, <laughs> But there's something about this place that makes you continue to come back and give back to the fans. Well, the, well, the fans were great when I when I first came here in '81. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it was this is a baseball town, huh? and if you put a winner on the field out here, there are people are going to come out, and we uh, we'd have packed houses here, especially in '81 and '82, the series years. So uh, it was. Uh, I enjoyed wearing the, the brewery uniform. It was it was fun. Uh, I had a good time uh, here in Milwaukee. I lived out in Mequon. You know, it's about 20, 30 minute drive every day, fighting the traffic getting in here. But, <laughs> of course. But <laughs> it's still the same. But uh, I, had, I had a lot of fun here in Milwaukee. The fans were great, and uh, it was nice. Enjoyed it. Raleigh, we love seeing you back in the Brewers uniform now. We love that you are going to be the life of the party here at J. Line and Google's <laughs> Barrel Yard. In about 10 minutes, you are going to be signing autographs yes. for longtime fans and new fans who are turned on to meet you and see you with the handlebar mustache. You are showing up well, the way I, we want to see it. A lot of times when I do stuff like this, when the young kids come up and say, do you really know who I am? <laughs> they say, yeah! <laughs> see, your, see your picture all over. But what does that feel like for you to <laughs> oh, still be great. turning people on? Oh, it's still it's still great. You know, when the people stop recognizing you, then you worry. So, uh, especially here in Milwaukee. Not so, a Hall of Famer like you. Yeah, right. You'll be tapping beer, I think, at some point, too. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I'll I'll be give, I'm supposed to be giving away beer, I guess. So. Are you going to be playing with the band? Are you, can you do drums? <laughs> no. Don't, don't put an instrument in my we'll, hand. We'll keep you off that. I, well, you know, a lot of changes right now with baseball rules. That it's It's been a while since baseball changed up the rules. I have to ask you about the pitch clock and that idea of hustling your routine along. Is it a good move for baseball? I, Would think, you I, think, it? I think it's a great move. I was a, I was a pitcher who, uh, if I got the ball back from my catcher, I knew exactly what I was going to throw. I'd be on the mound, and within 10 seconds, the ball was in the air again. And I hate watching pitchers out there who get the ball, and they're walking around out there for 45 seconds. and It just, it just puts your defense on their heels. They get tired. They, don't, you know, they, want, to, they want to get the ball game going. And uh, really, I think they put a 15-second clock on it. They yeah. probably put a 12-second clock on it. But if I was a pitching coach, I'd tell my pitchers, get the ball in your hands and get it in the air. Make the make the hitter call timeout. Get get him out of his uh, out of his you know his things he usually does. So uh, I would. Uh, and that's going to the only way you're really going to speed up the game is because there's so many pitching changes now. And uh, you know then the guys go out there and then you have eight warm-up pitches. They really all they have to do is throw one or two warm-up pitches and they're in there because they know when they're coming in. Sure. So uh, that that rule I think is a, a good rule, speeding up the game. Uh, that's about the only way you're really going to do it. Raleigh, I got to ask you if it still sticks in your craw because it sticks in my craw <laughs> that you weren't able to be a part of the '82 World Series itself. You, you, it was you had to turn it over to Pete Ladd, of course, right. but it, it had to drive you nuts and be a fire in your belly. Oh, so why uh, can't I be out there? Uh, that's uh, that's probably the worst time. 
time in my career was uh, the last months of the season in uh, in September in in '82, uh, not being able to throw. I, you know, I threw one, I threw a couple of pitches, and uh, we were playing Cleveland. I threw a couple of pitches, and I start. I felt like a sting in my arm. I threw two more, and then that was it. Uh, something popped in there, and uh, it was uh, it was all uh, red in my elbow. So I knew something was wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there's just no way I could have pitched in the World Series. I wish they would have. They kept me on the roster. I don't know why they did, but they should have uh, taken me off the roster completely. And uh, I think they could have added Jamie Easterly, and it would have been another pitcher, uh, left-hand pitcher in the bullpen for us. But uh, yeah, I was that was a sad time for me because. Uh, you know, I waited, uh, waited four years in San Diego and didn't get into any uh, postseason. And then all of a sudden, I'm here in two years and we're in the postseason. It was uh, it was fun, but uh, yeah, that was a dark dark time for me. All right, Riley, it's time to play a game. Oh, a game? Okay. It's called Five Questions. <laughs> oh, Are you ready to play? Got to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. I don't think you just got to be honest. Yeah, your oh, honest okay. answer. Five questions. Yeah, okay. As Bernie walks by with the same mustache you have. Oh, yeah. I think you do it go better. Figure. There you go. I, gotta, I don't know. You change the color of that or something. You need some wax. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, question number one. When was the last time you didn't have a mustache? Oh, golly. Yeah. Uh, 1972 spring training. Wow. That's when, I, that's when I started growing this thing. Uh, Reggie Jackson came to spring training with a mustache and wouldn't shave it off. And so all the guys on the team got on him. There was no mustaches, no facial hair in the big leagues then. And so we started, there's about five of us, Catfish Hunter and myself and Daryl Knowles. And uh, we started growing mustaches. And we figured if we grew mustaches, Dick Williams, our manager, would say, okay, guys, cut it off. And then Reggie would have to cut his off. But Charlie Finley uh, got wind of what was going on, and he thought mustaches were a great idea because it was different. And so he sent a memo to the clubhouse and uh, said, anybody who makes the ball club, 25-man roster opening day, you get a check for $300. And that's the only reason why I grew this thing was for 300 bucks. And the so, swing and A's, yeah, right? Yeah. So Charlie uh, came down to the clubhouse opening day. He had 30 checks, 25 for the players, four coaches, and a manager. And everybody got a $300 check. But then you couldn't amazing. get paid to shave it off. No, no. <laughs> I yeah. You stuck to your guns. Oh, was, oh, well, Marge Schatz wanted me to shave it off. When, and uh, Pete Rose called me up, wanted me to come spring training with him. And I said, great. And then the GM called up the next day and said, uh, you can come, but you're going to have to shave your mustache off. And I, I told the guys, you tell Marge to shave her St. Bernard. And I'll shave my mustache. And I never heard back from him. So. Oh, amazing. All right, here we go. Question number two. Who was your toughest out? Oh, they're all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, geez, uh, Frank Robinson was a tough out. Harmon Killebrew. Um, oh, God. Uh, line drive hitters were a pain in the neck. Uh, Rod, uh, Rod Crew, Pete Rose, uh, George Brett, uh, Joe Morgan. Uh, those guys were line drive hitters. Tough to strike out. I'd much rather face a, a home run hitter in the game situation because you're more apt to strike them out or hit into a double play. But in game situations, I didn't want to face those kind of guys. Question number three. What was your first car? My first car was a 1956 Chevy. I signed a bonus with the Oakland A's, uh, or was then the Kansas City A's. I got a $13,000 bonus. I gave my dad 3000 bucks. Bought my mom a sewing machine. She wanted a sewing machine. I bought a 50, uh, 56 Chevy, and I blew the rest. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was my that was my first car, and uh, that's when I could fill it the whole. I could fill the thing up for three and a half bucks. <laughs> Gas was like twenty five cents. Question number four: When was the last time you sprinted? Last time I what? You sprinted. Oh golly, sprinted? <clears throat> well, I I've been uh, I usually walk at, at home. I haven't been able to. I got the spinal stenosis right now. I'm supposed to have a operation, but I uh, up until about four months ago, I would walk three or four miles, and I'd sprint about a mile in between. Just uh, just running a little. All bit. right, still getting after that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, I got to. I eat too many too many pizzas and spaghetti and stuff. <laughs> I got to burn it out. And the final question: What was consumed more in the Brewers Clubhouse in 1982, tobacco or beer? Oh, beer. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. No, without, no hesitation or beer. Yeah, <laughs> there were some guys that had the, the clubhouse guy would have to have a. I remember Frank Howard after every game. He'd have two six-packs in front of his locker every game. <laughs> and that was just for Frank, right? That's just for Frank. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't pregame like Gorman had. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. That's a much different game. Raleigh, it is so good to see you, man. Enjoy your night here at the Barrel Yard. It is so good to see you and have you back in Milwaukee. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank Enjoy you, the start of the Brewers' season. Raleigh Fingers, a great Hall of Famer joining us here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News.